Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Thought tells me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. My name's Adam. My name is Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about our views on movies. And uh, we were going to be talking about movies anyway, so we figured we might as well record it. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, Independence Day, the first one, and the... Roland Emmerich's Independence Day. <laughs> yes, the, the 1996 original, and then when did Resurgence come out? I guess 20 years later, so 16. So, um, this being the first episode, uh, obviously, as you heard in the intro, the name of the podcast comes from the original, um, line of sight is something that, uh, when I was just rewatching the movie the other day, it made me laugh because it was something that we used to draw back in high school. We would, <laughs> um, mimic the, the little drawing that, um, Jeff Goldblum's character draws out for the president, and I remember there were debates about like the distance between things that we draw it over and over, like right psychos, <laughs> and how he does his e, it's like yeah. a c, which is how I do it now. I don't know if I always did. See, I capital E's. I'm Jeff Goldblum. How has <laughs> we can get into a whole thing? How has Jeff Goldblum changed your life? <laughs> Because counting, counting in Jurassic Park, <laughs> my brother always comments that I look like an idiot when I count to three. When I count, and, uh, how's it go? You know how it goes. Better. He starts with a thumb. God creates man, and then he does the first finger. God creates dinosaurs, and he switches to the other three fingers <laughs> like a maniac. <laughs> Rather than just going across each finger, right? I and I do. I try now. and do. It. I consciously do it. I, right. I I would start with my finger normally, but sometimes I force myself just to be like him. I can't say I draw my capital E's like he does. I'm pretty sure I do. Or it's more actually no. It's, does he do this as a C or an L? I, like I think it, I do it like an L, and then I do the top two lines across. So maybe if he's doing a C and then I one feel like line. he does a C and then a dash in the middle. Okay. And then does he even put S's for satellite? I think just the circles. Just circles. The thing, yeah. That was actually <laughs> maybe by the time you're listening to this, it'll already be there. But that was my idea for our logo was we could write out line of sight and use the E. For the line oh use my that goodness. As the logo so if i haven't done it yet expect that <laughs> well, <I'm laughs> or maybe a, it just won't work at all i have a competition flying <laughs> competition who can get it closest to the movie image <laughs> i was just going to use the actual movie image the only other thing that springs to mind about jeff goldblum changing my life <laughs> or in, in the well, only one <laughs> there's a million ways but when he's arguing about not dropping the bomb and it's like it can't be allowed <laughs> if i'm in an argument i really like screaming 
Uh, especially that where he's not taking any crap anymore. But they do drop the bomb, which is interesting, right? Like it's kind of like yeah. there's a they drop a nuclear bomb over LA or what's uh, Houston. Oh, is it Houston? I think man, so. that is you're right. <laughs> I know my independence. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I just assumed it was LA. No. Yeah, because they it's just some tank somewhere. Yeah, that's one I thing know. I noticed in this movie that like the initial attack is only three cities in the US. Like they're very clear yeah. that, that they start moving around later. Yeah. So like Chicago and Dallas, Toronto survive <laughs> at first. So a lot of people would have survived theoretically when they uh like there's only the three it is weird because like if this movie was made now it'd be Paris and Moscow which they do and the which they do destroy but you never see them destroy. no you know but yeah like, you only see the US cities the three of them too like yeah it's uh um yeah they start moving around after the initial attack where is NORAD is that in Canada or is that just like it could be anywhere because they have multiple bases because they yeah. do specify they say they just took out NORAD yeah the Joint Chiefs my <laughs> 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 God yeah <laughs> uh, I don't know that would be something to look up because uh, because something I just thought of I didn't have this in my notes but um, in the second one they say they took out Cheyenne Mountain. Right. I thought that was a NORAD base, but like I said, maybe there's multiple. And My understanding in. of NORAD is usually limited to Santa Claus. Cause <laughs> yeah. It's always like NORAD's tracking them from the North yeah. Pole. That's why I know Canada's part of NORAD. But, but yeah, it's just I Canada, don't. U.S. I yeah. think that's all it is. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we thought it would be appropriate for our title and... Um, it, it's a not that it's the basis of our friendship, but I'm sure a lot of <laughs> our interactions back uh, when we were becoming friends in high school was thanks to this movie, among others, that we'll probably talk about. So, a little quick Google search it is in uh, Colorado, and then there's the nearby Cheyenne, Cheyenne, Cheyenne <laughs> uh, mountain complex, that's where Stargate is. Right. There you go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen all of Stargate, but I've owned it. And also, Roland Emmerich. Falling asleep. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it. It's it's okay. It's. I like the beginning. I think it's better than the show, which some people might consider blasphemy. I didn't really watch the show much. No. I watched Stargate Atlantis, which is similar, I guess. But all right. Um, so yeah, Roland Emmerich directed, wrote and directed Independence Day 1996. Now, did you see this in theaters? No, and I was going to ask you the same thing. I did not. I remember my older brother seeing it and wanting to see it. Actually, well, technically I did see it because <laughs> this is a great story. Um, my brothers went to see it in, uh, the town where we live now and, uh, I went, and I don't know 
if my sister was with me or it was just me and my mom, but it was summertime and we were going to see a movie uh, coming from our trailer. So we were kind of coming back to civilization. This was our one chance to do something. And they went to see Independence Day. And I think maybe I was just like afraid of it. So I didn't want to. Or um, the Shaq Kazam or Shazam. I don't remember what it was called, but he's a genie. Oh, I think it's Shazam. Is it Shazam? I wasn't sure if they used that name or if it was Kazam to make it a little different. Uh, Listeners, correct us. Shazam. Shazam is the new one. DC. Right. So I think think it might, might, yeah, I think it is Kazam. yeah, I forgot to look that up, but I, I remember that I went to see that, and I remember it was done before Independence Day, so we went over to the next theater where they were playing that to sit with my brothers. So I saw like the last twenty minutes of it, and right. I had no idea what was going on, obviously. But uh, I remember my mom making a comment saying, "Like, I think their movie looked a lot better than ours." <laughs> I, the only thing I remember of the Shack one is the kid wished for. It to rain cheeseburgers. <laughs> and then there's cheeseburgers that rain from the heavens. And he ate one. This uh, is a waste. Yeah. I, I, I have a vague memory of friends of the family having it on, but only seeing the part where they're escaping the mothership. But yeah. As far as the first time ever seeing it, I have no remember no memory of it. I feel like, yeah, I maybe it wasn't 20 minutes. I don't know exactly, but I, I remember... They were already in the mothership. Um, so, yeah, I didn't see a ton of it, but I have no idea when I actually watched it. Um, like, we were both about 10 years old when it came yeah. out. So, even VHS, I don't know if that would have been a big thing at the time. Like, I think we I'm sure it. releases weren't the same thing they are today. Yeah. Like, I think this was one of the. They come up quickly now, but they didn't used to. No, I remember them taking forever. I don't know if that's because you're a kid and it took forever, but they do, certainly do come up faster now. Like, yeah. It's like two or three months and they'll come out yeah. on Blu-ray. So, yeah, I'm sure it was maybe my brother got it on VHS or something. And yeah, I, we definitely had it on VHS and there was probably... Did you have the VHS with the hologram? If you like tilted it one yeah. way, it blew up the White House. And that... Yeah, that's... <laughs> Like, it's funny because you had your Disney VHSs, the big, the big plastic, and then everything else. And there, well, there was the hologram for the Lost World, yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think we had that. And that was such a weird, you could always tell which movie that was from so far away, I feel. <laughs> and then it was so weird just because of the difference from the original that's just black and red. But we will do Jurassic Park. Oh, we will do Jurassic Park another day. <laughs> so Roland Emmerich, uh, I did. I took a couple notes rewatching it, really paying attention. The very beginning of the movie, and they, it's the astronauts, the quote of mm-hmm. landing on the moon and whatever, and then it's uh, it's like came in peace for all mankind. Yeah. Never really picked up on that. That's that's like a through line through the movie till the speech, right? And it's just like never ever picked up on that that is actually like it rhymes. <laughs> George Lucas, it rhymes <laughs> that type <laughs> stuff. But right, like yeah. never even got that. But I, it had to be on purpose. 
don't you think? <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, obviously they didn't change what is on that plaque. Right. But he could have written the end speech <laughs> just for that purpose. That's true, too. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I, I don't even know if I picked that up when I was watching it recently. No, and then also how this movie starts off so quick, right? Like, yeah. There's no, they're a million miles away. It's just they're coming in right away. I feel, what's another movie like that where it's like, it does not beat around. Even a little bit Jurassic Park where, like, we're going to go to the park right away and then go back, go yeah. away and come back. But it must be a tribute to Star Wars, the crazy overhead shot of the ship flying over. It's the exact same shot. <laughs> I don't see that. Like, I think it's more just... They're doing the shadow on the moon, and then they do it again on the cities. No, 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 the shadow, but I... But, yeah, I know that it flies over top, but right. I, I don't feel like that's... You don't like think the Star Destroyer, you mean? Like yeah, that's how, that's how a new hope opens. Mm, maybe, but... <laughs> I think we'll write a doesn't letter spark to anything for me, but sure. <laughs> uh, we'll write to Roland, and I'm sure he'll get back to us. Yeah, um... I think it goes without saying, obviously, we are fans of the movie, where I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't, that look down on this movie. Now. I'm surprised how many people say it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, in that, like, I never had any hatred towards this movie at all. No. And I guess it's because I was 10 years old when I saw it. So then there's, like, no critical mind. Yeah. But I can't see. Now, here's the thing. We're watching it now. But watching Godzilla now, which is Roland Emmerich yeah. two years later, I can see that movie as being garbage in a way. I Yeah, I love that movie. Actually, that movie had some impact for our relationship because I recall oh. in grade nine drama, you saying I was, I was acting like a raptor and I was running. <laughs> and then you said, well, no, it's more like <laughs> the small Godzillas because you see them running more, I guess. And right. And their bodies have, are a little more. There's more of a hit action. <laughs> yeah. so two. If two you, Roland Emmerich. If you know Roland Emmerich's 1998 Godzilla, you will know what I mean when you the hip action when the little dinosaurs are running. I haven't seen that one in a while. But, yeah, I know that it is crap. And at the time, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So I so, remember going to see that for a birthday party and the dad driving us home saying that sucked. <laughs> and then it's just like ripping off Jurassic Park and all this other stuff. And it's like, oh, it's amazing. So, but years removed now, it's 2019. I just watched Independence Day two days ago. I think it's a perfect movie. There's only like a few slight things that I... Uh, have a problem with yeah it's it's one of those movies where as a film maybe it's not perfect but to you and to me like i i watch it at least once a year around the fourth right um but sometimes even outside of that um and yeah like i i don't even need to watch it because i know exactly everything that's happening right and quoting it or just even mouthing it um so yeah, like it's, I can see people being critical and saying it's not perfect, but it's one of those movies where it's perfect, but with flaws. <laughs> it's not perfect, 
in the same way, like Jurassic Park is not perfect and that there's like confusion there, but I would still say it is a perfect movie. And I'm putting my quote hands up (laughs) in that, like, I don't know. It's not, I don't know what you say. Like, I, I still think the, the people complaining about the flaws, I don't think those are legitimate complaints. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we should have found more complaints because I don't even know what do people say. With well, movie. actually, one thing I did look up is on Rotten Tomatoes, but that wasn't around back then, so there's way less reviews for it. Right. So the critic rating was 65, which right. is pretty good, better than I was actually expecting to see from critics because usually critics, they only like the artsy movies or whatever, and right. they'll dump on stuff like this. So 65 is higher than I was expecting. For yeah, it. for this type of movie. Yeah. yeah. But that's also only the people that bothered to go back and review it since Rotten right. Tomatoes became the big thing. So, so what what what's the problem? Um, it's hard for me to say because I don't think that there's a problem <laughs> with it. But I know that there are opinions that um, just hearing other reviews and, and such that it's just um, I don't know, not believable or whatever. But it's one of those movies that you just kind of turn off your brain and enjoy the entertainment. Like, there's no denying it is 100% entertaining, the whole, like, start to finish. It is completely rewatchable and entertaining and keeps you going, whereas it is not boring. There is very little, and the downtime, I feel, is amazing because of Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, where when there's no action... Those guys are insanely charismatic. Just the fact, the part where Will Smith wakes up and everything's been going on and he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And he's taken a leak. I was laughing out loud when he's like, Jasmine, neighbors, moving out. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> the way he delivers out of all them quakes. shaking their rhythm. <laughs> it's great stuff. Yeah, and the, that's the other thing. The whole movie is insanely quotable. Right. Insanely like, quotable. More so than other movies <laughs> that like that I love, like Star Wars or Jurassic Park. And but even, I, even the next part with Jasmine, when uh, he's like asking why she's acting that way. Uh, why? <laughs> and not not to sound racist, but so black the way that she puts up her hand and the, the throws bit, open the the shades. The way she walks over with her one hand in the yeah. air. The That's bl- why the black attitude is amazing, and that she's the best. Yeah. That's the thing. Is there a character? That's the other thing. There is there a character besides Mister Ninziki? But he's meant to be like antagonistic. Yeah, like you're you're meant not to like him. Yeah. Everyone else, I genuinely love. I'm just trying to think if there's anyone that I actually don't like. Like I love them all. Um. Like even the kids that you would think would be annoying. Yeah. I like them. I have no problem. Maybe with them. um, Russell Case and his kids. Like not him so much because he. I think it is funny in this movie, uh, Randy Quaid, but uh, his kids, I don't find that likable. They're not unlikable, but 
Uh, well, the middle one, like, does nothing. He just throws up. Yeah. Or the boy, the younger boy. Yeah. And then the girl literally does nothing. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And she then, wants to get laid on her last night on Earth. And <laughs> the older brother, not Keanu Reeves, comes and spoils that. That's right. <laughs> but even him, I don't. See, that's one thing that's bizarre that they're not in the second movie. Yeah. If anyone should be in the second, not if anyone, but like, if you got everyone else. Um, get these guys back in there. Yeah. I think the actress, the girl, is she was on an episode of I Was There Too, I believe. Or and she's not acting anymore. I think like Mrs. Nofire Girl. Yeah. And I think by her choice. Yeah. So she might not have even wanted to. And I'm sure they weren't doling out the money. I would yeah, I would expect one of them. Like they could have had um so yeah, getting into the second one, there's Dylan grown up, Will Smith's son, or stepson, I guess. Uh, some new guy who could have been one of the others, like if you wanted right. to tie it all together. Although I guess those other kids weren't the same. So yeah, there's there's Dylan, there's May is it May Whitmore, the president's daughter. Yeah. Um or maybe Maze of the Actress, I think. The original one. Right. Um, and then, yeah, there's a new guy. So it's like they could have just repurposed one of those other kids. Maybe right. they wanted to follow their father's footsteps and be a pilot too. Yeah. But it's just Chris Hemsworth's brother. <laughs> I know. I, I'm definitely on Chris Hemsworth's team. Liam, like, what's he done? He's done nothing. I actually, so yeah, watching the second one, he's he's actually not that bad in it. Um, but overall, I'd say its detriment is it doesn't have the same charm as the first one. It's almost like pacing wise and and beats is almost exactly the same as the first one, but with like zero attachment like you don't care at all i don't know what happened with that because it's the same writer director producers that i find fascinating (laughs) that it's the same people in charge yeah and And actors like the main ones there's jeff goldblum bill pullman they don't have will smith but yeah I don't know if he even could have saved it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have saved it. It was going down. It's horrible. It is a horrible movie. I think it's complete trash. <laughs> there's not, there's like, I feel like they weren't even trying. <laughs> well, so, so to contrast, on Rotten Tomatoes, that has a 29. Right. So that's pretty weak. And even the um, audience then, scores 30, I think. Right. Where the audience score for originals like seventy something. Yeah, so it's yeah. Usually that is the case where the audience score will be a bit higher than critics because people just go to be entertained and if it doesn't right. they give it a positive review. But yeah. yeah, not even the fans. Right. And they <laughs> didn't it. I think they lost money or close to losing money, so it's all set up for a third or there were supposed to be four, two more. And I think it was like supposed to be the following year and it all collapsed because it made no money. 
So this is definitely, you would agree, would you not, Roland Emmerich's best movie? Uh, probably. I don't even know what could compete with it. Well, yeah, the only other thing that I know is kind of acclaimed would be Stargate, but right. I don't watch that regularly or care that much. Yeah, like I think I was looking at some of his like later movies, like The Day After Tomorrow. Right. It is, it is not horrible, but when you're getting not, chased by cold, yeah, it's a little... And then they throw out some wolves just to make it a little more dangerous. And it's yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah, that movie is entertaining, but it's, not, it's nowhere near Independence Day. Uh, I didn't see 2012. And I didn't see that. I, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You're not missing anything. <laughs> so yes, probably, yeah. unless there's some hidden gem that I'm not thinking of, Independence Day right. would be his best film to date unless he does come up with the third or fourth that <laughs> redeems it <laughs> yeah no. but uh no the first one yeah the the pacing is perfect there's like you said there's no real slow parts yeah and if they are like i guess what happens they're kind of bouncing between all these things they detect something's coming and I think the first time it slows down is when it flashes to Jeff Goldblum playing chess right. in the park. And both those characters are fun to watch, so it's not even... It doesn't kill anything. They're they're amazing. <laughs> they, they're fantastic. Yeah. The, the stereotyping <laughs> in Roland Emmerich movies, but this one particularly, is perfect. Like, he is such a grumpy old New York Jew. <laughs> Yeah. And it's he does it amazingly. Yeah. And it's just yeah, I I can't say enough about I think he's the funniest guy in the movie. He has some of the best lines where like it's always like the like vultures or you knew then and you did nothing. I think that's hilarious. Where he calls or or he calls out uh like, how did you get funding for this? Well, they didn't spend $20,000 on a hammer. <laughs> like, $20,000 toilets. <laughs> yeah, that, or... Um... What do you think about those flashes? Because that dies down. Like, at the beginning, it's like, from scene to scene, oh, it's yeah. like... They're usually establishing shots, though. Right, but then it... And there's less to establish later. It's like on. A, yeah, you're kind of going along for the ride. But it's like the first twenty minutes. They're all actually that'd be place. interesting to see. Is it after the first attack that those stop altogether? Or I think is it it's, before. That? I think it's even. I think it's like when you're saying when Jeff Goldblum shows up. No, I feel like it's not flashing that much after him. But no, there might be like when it's jumping around Washington ones. Or, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, um, actually, that might be where. Will Smith, he's introduced pretty late right to the game because all the ships are already there and they're on the west coast and they're just waking up. And I don't think it does it for him. Right. You would think like it's a new character that's set it up, but I feel it I don't know what that is. This white yeah jump, but it does make the beginning exciting and fast paced, kinda like, Okay, here we're going, let's go. Yeah. Jumping around. One thing that I definitely didn't understand as uh, when I was a kid is like all the TV signals look like crap, and it's because of aliens, and it's a mm -hmm. little production value that is nice that 
when you're a kid, it's like, why is everything fuzzy? And I didn't even register what that was. So a little thing that I like. <laughs> well, I, yeah, like you said, that's, that's a little kid thing because that's Jeff Goldman's whole thing. Right. He works for the cable company. He's trying to figure out why they're not, why, why there's satellite disruption and then that brings him to the president. All cable repair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas the second one attempts to do the same thing where everyone's spread out and you're bouncing between people. Right. But I feel like they spend too much time setting up certain things that don't have a great payoff. Like, um, the tension between his name, Jake, the Hemsworth boy and Dylan. That's a fake problem that didn't have to be in the movie. It's just in there just for a little bit of something to happen later on. I honestly thought rewatching it, I saw it in theaters, saw it again last week, and thought, oh, this Julius, he must end up, this school bus must kill the queen alien somehow or do something. And it literally does nothing. No. Like, I thought, like, okay, Jeff Goldblum's going to get on the bus and they do something. Yeah. And they get chased by the alien. Yes. And that is it. So, so his storyline is... And that's where it's, it's trying to be the first one where there's all these people scattered about and Julius is just wasted. Like you said, he's the funniest one in the first one. The and he's the most useless in the second one. They set him up at the beginning. He's getting people... He's promoting his book because he's the one that came up with the idea for the virus supposedly like he gave right. some the idea right and i think it's great so that makes sense but that book signing thing means nothing for the rest of the movie it's just that's what happened to him that's a little bit of a follow-up and then he's on a boat and then the boat gets knocked out of the water and then suddenly there's these kids you've never seen before that pick him up it would make more sense if those kids were in it sooner, but then it would be really bloated setting that up. I, I'll confess here. In the second viewing, I fast-forwarded all that stuff. As soon as he got the bus with the kids, it's like, I'm done. I'm getting tired. I'm, I don't have time to t- listen to this garbage that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. He is the funniest in the first one. Like, when... He, he brings it down when they get on uh, Air Force One or on the helicopter. It's like, look, we got our own phones and stuff. Yeah. I think that's funny <laughs> that he doesn't know what's going on. He's not convinced, <laughs> but uh, and he thinks his son's a nobody. Yeah, right. So yeah, and he is kind of the every man that right. ends up with them. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if Will Smith really is. He's at least a pilot, so he's got something to do. But, uh, yeah, and, like, he, at least at the very end, he's praying with people, so it's just showing what's going on inside Area 51 while all that's happening outside. So it's not like he's actually doing anything, but he does give David the idea for the virus. Right, and they they have the little exchange with the cigars. Yeah, he's got the cigars and that set up earlier. And, uh, just in case. And he gives him his Bible, I assume. Yeah. And a uh, yarmulke. Yeah. So it's like, it's great stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, it's all set up and paid off. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. One thing 
well, a quick little thing. Trying to figure out, <laughs> this is my little uh, project, trying to figure out if the president's a Republican or a Democrat. <laughs> and you would assume, like Roland Emmerich, you just, I don't know, but I assume everyone's a Democrat in Hollywood. <laughs> but my only evidence that he's a Republican, just not assuming, is that the black single woman stripper mother voted for the other guy, voted for the other guy. <laughs> so if you look at demographics a lot of single women and <laughs> uh black women especially vote democrat so that only makes me assume <laughs> that and he's a fighter pilot that that can go both ways so yeah nothing really more to say about that but there was something else oh yeah the, the, in the TV, it says his crime bill failed. So I don't. I, Republicans are usually trying to get crime bills through. Uh, yeah, that was just. <laughs> and then one thing that I did find insane: how many times the word David is used in this movie? Everyone is screaming. Connie is screaming it. His dad's screaming it. Uh, his boss. His boss. The president says, "Yo, oh, yeah." The, is it his boss? Uh, I I would assume he's above him. I don't know exactly what that. I don't know. Did you assume that it's? Him? I've always thought that. that I've never that I've never even thought. I've just thought they were colleagues. Maybe I don't know. David, but like <laughs> audience, rewatch this don't movie. Sue me, David. <laughs> and there are a lot of Davids. Everyone, David, and like they'll say it where in other contexts you would never say the person's name they don't say his last name much either no just uh there's a couple times where it's like you hear levinson yeah. on the announcements somewhere it reminds me of dr malcolm downstairs <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but no there's a ton of david's another comedy thing I, I don't want to just be, this is funny, this is funny. But they took him up into the spaceship and abused him sexually. Rewatching that, they're just making fun of him at first. But then the newscaster comes and interviews them. And then and she's overheard, like, some people have other takes. And then they're just saying this as truth. Yeah. They were making fun of him, and then they just decided this is reality, and they're just uh, deciding that he was sexually abused. That would not... You would not put that in a movie today. <laughs> but it's so funny. And the delivery. I feel like there's... Uh, the delivery saves that. Like, they took him out to the spaceship and abused him sexually. Like, you could have just had that more, way more plain... Yeah, and it wouldn't be as funny. And I remember quoting that a lot, yeah. <laughs> or even just uh, <laughs> being an adolescent and thinking that was hilarious. Just adding sexually, <laughs> like after saying something, right. just to make it funny. Right. That's the other thing. <laughs> and then it goes to the, the guy was talking. He's just nodding. <laughs> that, that that's one thing also, where no one believes him, like. Even when he's like, I'm flying, I'm a pilot, the guy beside the major is rolling his eyes. Yeah. And it's just like, I understand that he's crazy, but it's like, you guys don't believe that he might have actually been abducted? Like, well, yeah, he even says that 
doesn't he say, since they abducted me, I've been dying to get some payback. Right. And, the and guy, they're just like, what? Yeah, they're rolling, one guy's rolling his eyes. And it's like, well, obviously there's <laughs> aliens here. Why don't you believe this guy? Right. Although there probably would still be those whack jobs that, I don't know. Right. It is, uh, it, I do like that the, like the, uh, Jasmine's friend, the stripper, like she's nuts and she goes up to yeah. the top. And like people are just dancing around. It does has like a contact vibe where it shows like the variety of the uh, reactions. Um, now you have the limited edition DVD. Have you watched the extended? I did. I did not watch it this time because <laughs> I I just it's like I think it says on the back there's nine minutes. I remember there's something... There's something with her. Jazz. That's a bit more. Oh. Or, yeah, she goes in, and they say it in the original, like, the theatrical, that she came in just for a paycheck. Right. And they get talked into dancing. Right. So I think that scene, that literally she can cover in one line, that you don't need that scene. Right. I think she brings Dylan with her. Like, you see him... Right. ...at the strip joint. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't make her look great. Um... There's more with the kid puking. Like, he's actually sick. It's not just a car sickness. There's a whole thing. And that actually kills that version for me. I'll never watch it again because... What's the car sickness? It, uh... Well, no, it's like... I think he needs a medicine of some kind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's all that. But then when they get to Area 51, they're rushing this alien in, and then he comes out and he's like, Somebody get my kid a doctor! Oh, yeah, yeah. And just everyone stops and, like, looks at him. And it's like, no one cares. <laughs> you just stop the whole scene. Like, it's, it's really... I don't know. Director's cuts can be better, but, um, yeah, this one is putting in things that should have been cut out. And yeah, we will, nobody needed to see that. We will do an episode. Of yeah. When is there an actual better director's cut? Yeah. So... Spoiler, this is one that's not better. <laughs> I don't know what I have some of these notes here. But <laughs> as far as the effects, I love them. They hold up. I think the only thing that doesn't is the ships, like all the little fighters. Right. I feel like are obvious. Um or obviously they are a, an effect, but they don't they don't look as good as they could right. today. Um, but yeah, all the destruction is well done. The destruction, I, it's I, all very practical, very practical, and I, there's less of it than you would get nowadays. But I feel like, oh, is there less? I, I feel like there's just less having shots. just watched Resurgence, I don't think there was barely any in that. Okay, I, I just, just should I be. just mean like you get the three big buildings blown up. Yeah, and then it's like, and then it's running away from fire. But still, like right. it's they're pretty big scenes. Yeah, I I think it's L.A. or not even exactly sure where it is, but where there's it's a great shot where it's like three buildings blown out from the side, and there's a guy in his office putting away paperwork. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like I love that that guy's working still, and he's like. Everyone's leaving. I'm going to get some work done. Yeah. So, and actually that brings um, another comparison with the new one. There, There is a similar scene where 
and I, I didn't even fully understand this first time, but I guess there's one ship that comes that spans the Atlantic. Yeah. Is that what happened? There's so many lines that are meant for the trailer yeah. in that movie where it's just like, it's touching down over the Atlantic. Which part? The entire thing or whatever yeah. they say. It's just, I should have wrote them down. I think there was like six lines. It's like, <laughs> if, it, if movie trailers didn't exist, this would not be in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, it touches down like the North American East Coast and... I don't even know what else it shows. Does it like? Yeah, I, I can't even that think is a good point. What, actually, what it's touching, but like, there's some destruction there. But really, you only see the American stuff. I feel right. like, which at first it was pretty cool because it's like, oh, it's got its own gravity and it pulls everything up. Right. That I thought was really good. But then there's not a they don't whole lot, a lot else. with it. They don't do much. It just touches down, and then there's a little bit of destruction and. It's not nearly as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe they were trying to not be too much like the first one, but right. I don't know. You would think they had this plan to come and exterminate humans the first time, and they strategically went like chess, positioning their pieces, right. and then checkmate. And now it's just like, um, we're just going to fly one ship and drill for the core. Right, which, what, I, which I don't like either. <laughs> Because in the first one, they're just, like, consuming all the resources. Yeah. Is that the resource that they were always going after, and now they just have the more... I guess you could say that. I just don't like that idea. I like the idea of... I like the idea of thinking in my 10-year-old mind when they said resources. Oh, they're going for, like, timber, too. Natural resources and our water. (laughs) Like, that's the the first thing. But I think natural resources, I think of strategy games. Yeah. (laughs) You need brick and wood and... uh, (laughs) You need some sheep wool. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they would need. Maybe water. I guess they could, like, suck the atmosphere. Right. Because they seem to survive in it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But that's fine. Like, the first one, it's just... We saw their plan. They they mean to exterminate us, they, and they they go from planet to planet like locusts. Right. That's all you need. But then the second one, there's something greater going on. That they're drilling for magma. Right. I guess. And, and do those fishermen? Did I fall asleep? Do they do anything? Or are they, they just there are, to tell us that? Yeah, they're not, there to give a status report, and that's and it. that's it. And then they get rich because they said they're almost there. Right, but half the world's destroyed again. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't even matter. Like, I guess, yeah, it's nice to know that there's a ticking clock. But if they got to the core, right? Would what would happen? Like, what if they they got in and they started to do something? Like, maybe their spin would slow down. Like, it would. I think. I feel like. Nothing would happen they, right away. Right. They mentioned that, like, the atmosphere would disappear. Yeah. Bit, but, but yeah. yeah, just the fact that, oh, they're, they're, all, they're, like, a few miles away from getting through. I don't feel like once they get through that it's they're going to do much. Like, if they, if they waited a couple other minutes to stop them, would it have made any sort of impact? Because they, they make it seem like they cut it really close. But it's one of those things you don't actually see happening. And for us to grasp as an audience, you, you can't really 
show it. So it doesn't really feel like a, a very high stake. No. So yeah, yeah there's like, less destruction in cities, and then there's less of a threat. It's just that's one thing. Also, when there is like the fact that they gotta bring everyone back, and Jasmine's back. And she's a doctor <laughs> or a nurse or whatever, and it's just like it's so useless. Yeah. You like you can't feel anything for her. Like, okay, if you saw that movie and didn't see the first one, you'd feel even less than I felt. Yeah. And I feel nothing. And then it's like, okay, she's gonna save this one pregnant woman or yeah. uh whatever. And then like the whole city's collapsing around her, and it's just like we make it out. That like it's such a big deal, and she dies. It's just like, does so the pregnant woman gets in, but she doesn't. Is that what happens? I don't know. I just know that she dies. Yeah, and he's just I, happens. And her I, kids I, flying around, just watching it happen. Yeah, he's not even in the helicopter. Yeah, he all he does is call them back because they were there. They could have waited two seconds and got both of them, but they flew away. And he says, "Hey, come back on those funky helicopters with no propellers." Just like they look so weird. Is that the new tech? Yeah, and that's future why. stuff. See that that was one thing I did like. I, I think that they, they used that stuff that made sense and that was cool. Right. But they don't really. They still don't seem to be very effective. Right. Maybe they do. I guess at the end there's a, the dog fight and they're they're shooting through shields a little quicker now. Oh, right. mentioned. Now that you're talking about dog fights, uh, my three problems with the first one are not real problems. I still think this is, I would give this movie a perfect score. But uh, my only kind of beef with it is that welcome wagon with the lights. I have no problem. Yeah. Like, I. At first, it's always like, how are they going to communicate with that? I have no problem with that. My problem is that they get shot down. So, like, I want the first hostility to be blowing up the buildings. Because this is just, like, two minutes before. There's no reason why they have to shoot the welcome wagon. You know what I'm saying? How? What's the timeline on that so they shoot it down and then david comes and gives him the message no he, or is it while he's there it's like at the same time it's just yeah david explains yeah i get what you're saying and i agree because yeah it would be more of a surprise because like you know what's gonna happen there's people on the buildings did they not hear about that like wouldn't they have i feel off? like it's all within like five minutes yeah but it's still that initial i believe the empire state building's the first one that you see or is it L.A.? Um, I don't even know. I know the maybe White L.A. Is the because last one. she's like they're opening. Yeah, they're opening up. Uh, but either I feel like those three shots should be the first yeah. destruction. Like you see a satellite get destroyed. Yeah, but that's fine because it's just like showing its size. Yeah, there's no real. And then you see the plane, the satellite plane, crash into them. Yeah, and that's but, but they're not attacking. They just drove, they flew into it basically. Right, like they weren't being attacked. So yeah, the that's one problem. I okay. could let go. This is. I think the idea of it is stupid to begin with because how are you going to communicate with? Lights? And it kind of looks like they're attacking them. Maybe they think they have really weak weapons, and those lights are them attacking. That's right. what I always thought as a kid. Like I don't know. 
Yeah. No, I feel like because it's like get that ship back, right? He says get that helicopter back or yeah. something, and then it gets shot. Down. So yeah, maybe. And then they run out of the White House. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith pulls the uh, parachute. He's like, see if you can fly that thing undercover. Yeah. Are we to understand that only weapons affect the shields? Shouldn't that parachute get ripped apart in the shields of the plane that's the uh, alien ship that's following them? <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't again, know the rules. But, I, shields. but again, if I made this movie, I would keep it in. I think it's a better scene for it. It's good. This is after 18 thousand times watching this thing that you start to notice little stupid but also like those shields could have been but like when it crashes into the cliff right theoretically it's like off. a lightsaber going yeah like are we, if you drop a lightsaber does it just keep going or vice versa yeah. like do these could and that's the other thing i always thought with a kid if they had the shields those uh, mothership, not the motherships, but the ships over the cities could just land on the city <laughs> just and just destroy everything just with its shields. Yeah, but the flames go beyond the ships. Right. So, but yeah, they can just <laughs> drive around <laughs> and just wipe everything out. Yeah. Uh, it's movie logic. Yeah. It's, yeah, those are things that if you really want to get nitpicky, but for the sake of it being a movie I still think it's fantastic (laughs) Uh, noticing the first dogfight when they send everyone back right and they shoot it twice and it's shields and then they do like it is really quick I have in my mind that like oh this movie there's tons of uh, fighter jet dogfighting but it's like they go They've realized that little ships have shields too, and then the, the president's like, "Get them out of there!" And then it's the chase. Yeah. So I think that's an uh, area where, because to save money, kinda partially it helps the story because you could have probably had a longer dogfight thing or whatever. Even with the shields, it makes sense just to uh, retreat. But I feel like it's good that it's not this extended fight scene yeah. of meaninglessness. And even the, the final one is pretty quick. It's Oh, yeah. yeah, that reminds me. That's my other problem. Their president has like six missiles, but there are only four missiles on his. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> because, okay, yeah. just think. He shoots once, the first one. Damn. Damn. He's like... I want another shot at it. Yeah. Shoots twice. That hits. Shoots a third time, right? With everybody. Okay. Right? When it's the big hit. And then the fourth one, he tries to shoot, uh, or the fourth one, he shoots a fighter down. It happens. I paid attention. And then there's a fifth missile that he tries to shoot the, uh, the primary weapon, (laughs) um, which is okay. I'll, I'll unless, unless they have five missiles. Or, yeah, maybe, like, I know that you can see four on the outsides of them. Right. Maybe there's smaller ones. <laughs> or maybe there's someone on the, on the belly of the Yeah, plane. I, I don't know enough about fighters. Although, I remember thinking Fox 1 or Fox 2 right. was the number of missiles. Right. And I remember my brother saying, no, that's the different 
loadout that you're shooting. Okay. So maybe they do have more than one type of missile. Right. So who knows? I like now watching it with a critical eye, thinking like the movie does shift. I wish I this is one of those movies I wish I could men and block my mind and wipe my brain watch and it watch it for the first time where it is actually something special. It is like a, it's not a twist, but it, the area 51 direction where they're debating to nuke them back. You are not thinking it's going to area 51. Like that's a whole, like it doesn't feel like it now, but just, it's like this alien invasion movie, and now it's like, okay, we're going to Area 51. All these aliens exist. Like It's almost like a twist in the middle of the movie where it's just like, oh, yeah, this has been around in like this whole other section. And like yeah. I love the Area 51 And stuff. even the characters right. not knowing. Right. It's, it's a surprise to even most of them that, yeah, the, the general's like... There's nothing we could do. <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> you knew then. You had them locked up in the bunker. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think about that, but. It is. I think it is a twist. Or not yeah. a twist, but it's just a change in well, direction that you would expect, not expect this movie type of movie to have. Is. Uh, so Area 51, the actual Area 51, right. was that something created because of the Roswell, New Mexico stuff? Or uh, like, do, do you know the history? I have zero. My understanding or knowledge of Area 51 is 90% from Independence Day <laughs> and then a couple arcade games that are called Area 51 where you're killing yes. aliens and a little Joe Rogan. <laughs> But I really have no idea. And I think there's actually a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode where they go back in time. And there, I think they might be in Area 51 or Roswell. Well, I'm, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's an, a movement now to storm Area 51. I'm all for it. <laughs> I know I said I'd attend on Facebook. But I think I'll just watch from, I'll attend from Canada. I'll, I'll uh, Oh, maybe. I'm a maybe. <laughs> don't, don't hold me. Uh, little jokes were, uh, were uh, what's his name? Russell. It's just like, Will Smith is like, I saw a base when it flew over. He's like, it's not on the map. I'm like, yeah, of course, military bases are not on maps, usually. I just figured that was that. because it's Area 51. So. I th- because I would yeah. think military bases well, would still show up. Some obvious ones, but I feel like there probably are military bases yeah. that aren't on maps. Yeah. Just as a general rule, you probably shouldn't be selling <laughs> <laughs> your military location. Uh, I think... Trust me, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything he says is quotable. Yeah. He, <laughs> Just the way he says things. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's a cool little visual, all the RVs and trucks driving in the desert. That's one thing in the new movie that I don't like. And that, like, there are so many, I have it here somewhere, but there's so many, like, direct 
we are recreating that scene. We have to go to Desert Valley or whatever it's called. Yeah. What's it called? Dead Valley. Um, Dead Valley. Yeah. The yeah. salt flats. Right. But it's just like, we got to do that scene. We got to do the exact scene with the glass in the thing. That was the one that I wrote down because, so they go to interrogate the one alien. So the, mm-hmm. who is it? Is it, who goes in? In which movie? In the second one. I don't even remember now. I just watched it. I think it's, isn't it the... Is it the president? The old president. Yeah. Yeah. He... Yeah. yeah, He overrided it. Yeah. So he runs in, puts himself in the room with an alien so they can get some information out. And all of a sudden, the room starts filling with smoke. And it's like, where's that smoke coming from? Why is it doing that? Right. Like, and they literally do it just to recreate him getting thrust against the glass and the jump scare. And that was the only reason for doing that. You could argue it's atmosphere for the alien to breathe, but I don't buy that because they say that they can breathe their atmosphere. So it's like someone just forgot to turn off the smoke machine from their concert they had there the night before and (laughs) just started filling the room. There's a lot of stuff, yeah, that they just do for the sake of redoing a gimmick. I don't know if I made notes of any others, but you could pretty much say every everything that happens is a recreation. Right, where other sequels don't do that as much. Like, people say, like, other sequels are just the same movie over again. But like Die Hard 2 or Lost World or Empire, there are similar things that happen again. But it's not the exact same thing. Yeah, Empire is not <laughs> at all close. It's right. completely different. Right. And, like, and that's why it's... Like the Godfather, oh, okay, he kills a bunch of people at the end again. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, like, there's so many I do have a problem with Godfather Part 2 because of that. Because the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't, why don't you just kill him at the beginning? Uh, but yeah, there's, the, there's so many direct i'm trying to think of other ones but. well that's the whole julius thing with the bus it's like oh we need some more people and he needs right. something to do actually that's one thing they didn't do is like you were saying the rvs that's showing how many people are displaced from the destruction no one really goes to area 51 except for the main people there's yeah. no um oh, civilians yeah. really and in the second one, right? Yeah. Uh, the alien, uh, the alien jail scene, direct copy. The initial attack. I don't know why I have that down, but it seems to. The speech, trying to do the speech again. Yeah, it's it's not. It's trying to be the same by being a little bit different. Like it's not in front of everyone. Right. Like when he's in the hangar, you mean? Like it yeah. kind of makes an impromptu type thing that a couple people just start like turning their heads, like, oh, what's going on over there? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the one thing that took me out of that scene is his voice right. is not the same as what it is like 20 years ago. Like it's a little, I don't know, it's not as gruff, it's a little higher pitch. So he's <laughs> a new one. Yeah, Bill Pullman. I don't know if that was him doing an old man voice or he's just lost something, his lower register, but 
it was like, this is an okay speech, but he's not delivering it very well. So I don't know. And yeah, it didn't go the way that I thought it would. To that, uh, that interrogation scene or whatever. Yeah. Where this, uh, they're doing the autopsy. <laughs> it's everyone's understanding that Brett Spiner dies. The guy, yeah. the major goes up to him and checks his neck. And then just kind of drops them. Yeah. He doesn't say, oh, he's, don't worry, guys, he's okay. He's just in a coma. Yeah. Like, that actually bugs me. Although, I, if he's in a coma, maybe his heart rate's dropped down, but I, I don't it, know. It's so implied. It's that he's definitely, he's, you don't see him anymore, and yeah, he's dead in the first. Yeah, there's no mention that he's alive still. There's, the guy goes up to his neck, checks his pulse. That yeah. bugs me. It's just like, oh, we got to bring him back. That's there's other movies like that where it's just like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. We and bring him back. they bring him back and ruin him. Well, he's completely like goofy in the second one. Yeah, he's smart in the first one. He's smart, and, but like a little off because they don't get let out much. So <laughs> he's funny because he's like joking, and then it's like people are dying. <laughs> he's right. like, oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in this one, he's just completely goofy with the other guy, goatee guy from the first one. Right. And I thought, I've seen it twice now. I saw it a while ago on Netflix, and I fell asleep through most of it. But I thought for sure at the end, he said, I love you or something. In the second one. Yeah. Well, I, I, he, he I, doesn't, but I oh, swear there's, like, no, I assume that they're gay. That they're gay. I, I, I assume because he's bringing him flowers. And yeah, he's visiting every day, bringing him flowers, watering his flowers, and knitting him a sweater. It's so which out is, of nowhere. Which is whatever, but it's just like, it's just weird that you're bringing in this fake character, or not bringing fake, but bringing in this character that was dead, and then yeah. changing his personality. and then Because like, even the other guy, he was a serious yeah. doctor in the first one. It's time. Yeah, <laughs> like he was he was a good character, I would say. He's one of those like kind of background, but you identified, oh, that's the same guy from that scene as what's in this scene. Right. And it gives some um right. I don't know, establishes like some like yeah, it's just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um who would you say is the worst character in the second one? In the second one, that's hard to say. Because there's a lot of useless people. I, the, the like comic relief guy with the glasses is pretty brutal. I like the warlord. Yeah, yeah the warlord's kind of... It's um, an insane thing trope. that this warlord <laughs> exists. That's a, that's one of the cool things, is that it, it does exist because there's the ship there, and they've been fighting yeah, aliens for I like that, that idea. That's a good idea. I had a book, an Independence Day book, that took place after the first movie. I never read the whole thing. But that was part of it, that one had... Uh, they had to, because they're like, uh, Will Smith looks like they're preparing an invasion, so they already yeah. started an invasion, and I like that idea. Yeah. I do like him, but, uh, no. But then, yeah, the accountant or whatever he is, like, right away. I don't understand why you need so many characters. I understand, yeah. like, you... It's already a big movie. You have a lot of characters. You just don't need to add them for the sake of adding them. Like or feels... bring back other people that they didn't. Right. Speaking of people to bring back, where is Adam Baldwin, the major? 
I don't even know if you hear his name. You just hear Major. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they say it in the first one. But I, I had he to, is the perfect one to bring back. Right. Be a higher up unless one of the other guys. The yeah, he should, be a general. Is. he should be a general now. Yeah. Like he's a known actor. Maybe they couldn't get him. <laughs> like he's done a bunch of stuff since then. He was pretty unknown at the time, I'd say. He's not one of those Baldwins, but like he's done Firefly and a bunch of movies and stuff. Yeah, I know. I do love him. I love like the corniness of like bringing the different classes of people together, and he goes yeah. out and saves everyone, all the like RV people. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but then it's just like bringing the president, and I love like there's this guy. I don't I don't know if he has any lines, but he's just like a hillbilly type looking guy that, oh. he, that he comes in with into Area 51. He's always standing beside him just when he like is gonna hug his daughter, and he's around yeah. Russell. He's Austin. got the glasses, like the yeah. shades and the hat and the red hair. hat, I think. Yeah, and it's just like, like I <laughs> I love the bringing the different types of Americans together. <laughs> I, I think it's great. <laughs> what's your rant my rant I, I'm done this page my rant is no Connie I love Connie she people like usually yeah. you'll get like there's no is there even an explanation there's nothing see yeah that that they could have just there's said no something. Natalie Portman fake explanation <laughs> yeah um and off of that, I don't like New Girl. No. She's pointless, and it's just shoehorned for the end. Give him someone to kiss. Right. Like, and then that's the only time Julius gets to say anything worth saying, who is this? And it's like, that's what I'm saying, Julius. Who is this? And it goes against the first movie. How long have you had that wedding ring? Or Four years? Three years. Yeah. And it's like, so he's obsessed with his ex-wife. Yeah. Which is great. And it shows his character. And they never hated each other. Is all this yeah. job stuff. And, like, if, like I know it's love corny. Love never an issue. <laughs> I love the corniness. That, like, at the end, I, I paused it, rewound it. We're jumping all over the place. But when they crash land in the desert, and they're walking out, and they... Uh, Sam watch it <laughs> she liked it Th- that Jeff Goldblum strut his swagger is <laughs> the it, cigar and is yeah. insane it's amazing it is insane I, like, I feel he, like that is a Jeff Goldblum influence on my life those hips I I, would, <laughs> I need to lose I just need to lose weight in general but I, I would need to lose like 120 pounds to be that skinny and, well he's so tall too right but like his hips are leading him and like it almost feels like he's a model where like it's just like boom 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 like just like and like he has the belt on the military kind of outfit on a little i've never seen a human being look so good (laughs) than when he's walking out and i love just if it was roland emmerich god bless you the direction and when you got the two women running towards you. This yeah. is so chauvinistic and whatever, <laughs> the, the men save the day. But one's like, Jasmine's like jumping and skipping and jumps into his arms and the other one's like take their time. And yeah. it's just like the two personality yeah. types. And it's just like, it's great. 
I don't know if it does it on the widescreen, but I always remember watching the VHS being full frame. Right. And it cuts, it shows them running, and then when it shows the other angle, it looks like, yeah. I forget who, they're running to the wrong guy. Yes, it does, because <laughs> one person's not there. Yes. I was, I was like, wait, her clothes just changed. <laughs> but yeah. no, it's, I think maybe now you can see it a little bit better, or they come into frame a little quicker, but yeah. Yeah, that's always a good shot. Like, and I, I know, okay, so this is my rant. I absolutely hate that, like, if it's an actress thing that they couldn't get her back or whatever, you could just have that she died yeah, or that she's off doing something else or have a one-second scene explaining Connie and David need to be together 20 years later. It is an abomination <laughs> to movies that it's not there. And this is my rant. It's the same crap. I, God bless them, too. But J.J. Abrams pull in and force awaken. Han and Leia are not together. That's the same garbage. And people will say, well, that's reality on all this stuff. These are movies. It's not reality. Especially Star Wars. <laughs> Especially Star Wars, where Star Wars is... Space opera fantasy. It is Disney in space. It is they live happily ever after. Movies are not real life. They live happily ever after. Connie and David had their problems. They live happily ever after. We are to believe that Will Smith and Jasmine live happily ever after, right? Mm -hmm. There is no, it's not James Bond where it's just some woman and you know that the next movie she's not around. It's not implied. They're he's wearing the wedding ring the whole time. It makes me so angry. <laughs> it makes me angrier in Star Wars because in the Independence Day, as her resurgence, <laughs> resurgence is garbage. So I, I can't get too worked up about it. But the idea, like I like their relationship in the first one. Well, yeah, there's a lot of time spent on it, so it's not. A throwaway, it's right. which is what the second one go to the girl, wind, and I'm looking for what she's awesome. I love her, she's a great character. Yeah, like her attitude, her whole the reporters are trying to get something out of her. She's in the elevator, I know, and that but elevator, you. <laughs> and that elevator has a framed picture in it. What elevator has a framed picture? <laughs> like it. I know it's amazing. <laughs> she's borderline, she could have been. Um, really annoying, Shrill but I think the horrible, but she's actress amazing. pulled it off. And I love. I don't even know who she is or if she's in anything else. No, but I love that. Uh, she would be. She's up there on my top characters in that whole movie. Because she does like even her line like it's gonna be a lot of scared people out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, that's like borderline for me. Where it's like, okay, that's just. Yeah. one of those cheesy lines but she pulls it off it's not that cheesy right because she actually looks scared and it's believable yeah no and i'd like like the, the whole thing that this podcast is based on that scene the line of sight and it's like because last time they met david punched him in the head <laughs> like her attitude yeah and then the whole david talon thing we didn't even talk about david talon oh yeah <laughs> I, well, well just ex I'll explain it that 
I don't know what there is to explain. The line of sight scene where David's explaining to the president that there's a countdown. She's yelling, David, tell him. David, tell him. But it sounds like David, tell him. David, tell him. So clearly, you can listen to it a million times. David, tell him. So we have created a character. <laughs> if you ever hear man shoots up building named David Talum. <laughs> it's from Independence Day. And it's a fake ID. Uh, so I don't know. What does that yeah, I what created you... him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I've used him. There were so many people that I was trying to trick because they didn't know the joke of that. Right. And I was just friending people from high school. Right. And I never posted a picture of his face. It was always from behind. Right. <laughs> I, I think I he's... tried to befriend people from MIT. <laughs> they never bought it. <laughs> like I don't know this guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's my Xbox gamer tag. Yes. Yeah. And I've used it for lots of weird things. And when people want you to sign things, and uh, <laughs> what movie is it? I don't know. When someone like signs Daffy Duck or whatever and thinks it's so funny. <laughs> I know um, in um, Catch Me If You Can, he uses fake names, but that's more for purpose. Right. But, like, yeah, if you're getting a form that you want your phone number and email and stuff, it's like, yeah, I don't want to do this, but I'll pretend so you don't bug me about it. Uh, question Do you get emotional? I genuinely have cried when the mom dies. I think that's actually that scene actually works when the president's wife dies. Um, when he says mommy's sleeping, that maybe me. yeah. I this last time I watched it, no. Especially now sure, with kids, it's like yeah. There's a lot sleeping. of a lot of things with kids now that'll get me, but this time no. I'm sure in the past, yes. Yeah, that's another like. There's nothing like that's that another episode I'd like to do is. Uh, those tearjerker moments that always get you. Because there's a lot for me. <laughs> Movies can get to me pretty easily. Um, are you, do you still have things to gush about the original? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I could go on. I, I just, I didn't make notes about the first one because I know it so well. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know where. I think they do an excellent at. job. There's lots of movies. Now that, now that I pay attention to movies, uh, where it's like, oh, this is the exposition scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this sucks because it, uh, for, did you see Spider-Man? Yeah. And I thought that too. There's a lot of those scenes where it's, okay, this is exposition. Right. And it's always explaining things yeah. to people that already know. Yes. Is always the yes. worst thing where it's just like mysterio explaining the plan yeah it's like yeah they were there they know it it's just like although in that i feel like it's a good he's scene. doing it as a toast right. so it's that's fine it's, it's fine <laughs> but it's still a little much but i feel this one the exposition of david doing the plan everyone genuinely doesn't know and it makes it better because everyone's like calling out questions on them when mm -hmm. it's like how do we infect or how do we exactly infect the mothership? Like, and it's like, there's actual questions being thrown back into Adam, so it feels way more natural. Do you got a pistol? Do you got a gun? <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Like, he's like, what? <laughs> pistol? 
gun. Yeah, and um, I love that. Of course he has a gun. Well, and, okay, so that scene I was going to bring up when you are mentioning the shield. Because right. it's on a platform. Right, exactly. When he enables the shield and right. then they shoot it. Exactly. So I I don't know what the rules of the, that shield are. Like, is it yeah. slow-moving things can get past it? Or, I don't know. So yeah. That was something I always wondered. It's like, if it's on, wouldn't it, like, cut through those supports or something? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not meant to be understood. Because yeah. then they make it hover after, and it's a better reveal. Because they could have had it, had it already hovering. Right. Yeah. But any questions? Yeah, it's great stuff there. It's, I mean, just like, I feel nowadays it would have been this whole, I feel on the new movie it probably is, like computer and like all these holograms flying around and it's just like a whiteboard and it's just like mothership and then like, yeah. it's so like uh, practical. Do they have a, like, a plan in this, in one? this new one? I don't even remember like what well, the, the what they're stopping. Other than there's a queen. No, the the plan is that there's this new alien that we didn't even talk about. The, yeah. The ball, which I don't mind. I don't mind the idea of it. I I kind of would rather see the third movie than the second movie, where they're like <laughs> they're gonna go. Yeah. And fight them in space. That, <laughs> yeah. Make it completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Wacko, but. There is this whole thing of hiding the signal, and like it's so thrown together and mental. But yeah, I don't. There's they. I guess they do have a plan. They're doing like a, a decoy thing. But yeah, it's not uh, as clearly presented. And I don't know. It's yeah. One thing I wanted to mention about the second one happens at the very beginning. I don't know if it's their ship where they are or if it's one of the ones on Earth, but they're showing a bunch of things on the screen and then it shows footage of the speech. Right. That's a classic. My own, I, I paid attention to that. Continue. But <laughs> where did they get that footage from? Right. There's no. There's clearly no like human recording there. Everyone's paying pretty close attention. There's no cameras. That happens in so many movies. <laughs> Where, where they show the, the first movie. Right. There's yeah. like uh, one of the Star Treks and it's just Kirk's showing. He's in some front of some council and it's just exact footage. Yeah. I This is back our, my buddy Steve and Trevor arguing about episode one. And it's just like when Jar Jar and Padme and everyone's standing with Qui-Gon and they're looking at the Padres. Mm -hmm. looking at a screen and I brought up okay so are we to understand in the, the Star Wars world there's ships flying watching each ship to give them that visual right there's cameras and like they never showed them or whatever yeah. and it was all this argument went on where he couldn't understand I was talking about yeah they no they just filmed it like George Lucas on a green screen no in the Star Wars universe <laughs> is there <laughs> yeah like, cameras like drones or something the following only, them. The only forgiving thing in that, he wakes up. It's Bill Pullman's dreaming. Or is he getting... A, or is it... I don't think that's his dream. You see him wake up after that, but I don't think that's what he was dreaming. Okay. Well, then I hate it. <laughs> it's stupid. I, I was trying to be forgiving, saying that it's his brain. 
Also, dreaming. This is something I just thought of today. They they come exactly 20 years later. Right. 20 Earth years. Right. What's significant about that num- that time span for those aliens That's to come right. that many rotations the Earth did around our sun. That's, why would that even happen? That's how long it took Roland Emmerich to get funding <laughs> for a second movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. Uh, but it's today, like, obviously it's called Independence Day, so sure, let's do it right. on the 4th of July. But like, still, like, why is that the date that they show up again? Okay. To focus on this. The president's speech is amazing. Is it cheesy or amazing? Or whatever you want. It, I think it's amazing. It's one of the best. It's, it's one of the best movie speeches. It's up there with Braveheart's speech. And I'm trying to think of other speeches that are actually... I kind of... Some of the Lord of the Rings ones I kind of like, but not that much. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, this one's better than... I mean, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Though, not I that think, they're bad, but like, they're I think bad. they I, try to be something else. Yeah. Maybe they're just pulling from the actual source material, but definitely Aragorn's Sons of Gondor is a little derivative. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it says in the book, but... Like, I, I just like... Yeah, I like Aragorn <laughs> when he's like, but not this day. <laughs> yeah. like, and then Men of the West. I like that one, too. Uh yeah, I'm sure, but there are. I can't think. Of is he a good actor, Bill Pullman? I In this movie, I think he is. I think, but like, I don't know about others. But like, the whole mankind, and then he pauses. Like, is it like you? People say I can't pick it up. I'm not usually very good at picking up. If people, unless they're really bad at acting, people say like the original Star Wars are bad at acting, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I can't really tell. But like. People say, like, oh, they can see Denzel Washington or George Clooney's tricks kind of thing. Like, they'll always go to these things that they're good at. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, that mankind thing is like, is that just, like, obvious acting? Or, like, or is it actually look natural and nice? One thing, um, even before you get to that part, the good morning. Oh, yeah. Good morning. <laughs> and then the he, mic doesn't Mike's not on it. He has to do it again. Yeah. Like he, that I think is well acted because yeah. he looks like a little embarrassed, but kind of like, did anybody see that? Right. And then and he like, goes for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a great start to it. Yeah. It is a great, I think it's a great speech. Yeah. I, I would agree that it's one of, if not the best movie speech. Braveheart's pretty good. Yeah. But I think I uh, my attachment to Independence Day is greater, so maybe that has a bit more pull for that. I know you really like Braveheart, though. I so. like Braveheart. I like like they both have the American stuff, which I love. <laughs> Braveheart is just American Revolution, <laughs> but I would kind of give points in my weird mind of giving things points to Independence Day, and that the whole thing's his speech. In Braveheart, there's a couple guys yelling out things, yeah. and he's responding, and it kind of makes it natural or whatever, but yeah. then it's, like, less of a speech when you're interrupted. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't see great presidential speeches and people heckling them. 
like one other thing that I I will only just realizing now. There's that. Uh, isn't at the beginning he's practicing a speech, or am I thinking of another? Maybe I think of like X Men X Two. Maybe what where there's a, like where there's, where there's a president practicing another speech. Oh. Yeah, maybe that thing of X Men. He's walking through the White House and he keeps saying good morning to people, but oh, like right. in the middle. Of All right. But yeah, you don't. I only say that because it feels like he's making it up on the fly, and it's not something somebody wrote for him. So maybe that would have been something to make it even better. Is yeah. someone handing him some some speech at the beginning? And it sucks or something where right. he just like is yeah. screwing it up and yeah. I think it is a beautiful, an actual beautiful. I don't know, but an actual like in real life, good speech where it's like not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, which is like would all be good reasons to fight. It's like but from annihilation, and it's just like the most like basic uh, instinct primal like we're yeah, just survival we're just surviving like that's all it is it's not like yeah. yeah the one thing with it which i don't mind but makes it a little funny is that it rhymes yeah at the end we will not go quietly into the night we will not vanish without a fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like you couldn't have come up with something that didn't rhyme. Yeah. Like, sounds like he's going to like go into song or something. And that follows right, unless you have more to say about that, Paul <laughs> goes right into him. He's going to be a pilot. Fly. I feel like if I saw this movie right now, that cheesiness would probably bug me, but I love it. <laughs> And they set it up that he was a fighter pilot in the yeah. Gulf War, and it's all set up, and it's fine. I don't really mind it. I kind of think, like, yeah, you just shut off your brain, because, like... But he also has something to prove, because there's the, like, TV clip at the beginning. It's like they a elected a warrior, and they got a wimp. Right. <laughs> so it's like he's obviously heard that, and he's got to sh- prove himself... So, yeah, belongs in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can just repeat so many good things. But when they go up to the mothership, it's a nice, there's an, they don't give you too much, but it's kind of interesting. The last scene, when they're trying to get, you might not get this vibe at all either, but when they're trying to sh- take out the primary weapon, mm-hmm feels a little star wars trench scene again where it's just like the guys first guy can't do it they're flying and then uh russell what's it russell k case case russell k sir i love it and the stupid thing is they say it's like doesn't everybody have any missiles left We're all out of missiles. And then he's just, no, I have one. So what are they looking at? What? How are they saying nobody has missiles except this one guy? Like, they couldn't see that? or Right. And <laughs> it, they are, like, causing no damage. No. Like, that thing's not even close to going down. Yeah, they're firing those missiles all willy-nilly. Like, they didn't even think to use it on the primary weapon. I think they were just using it on... Or I guess, no, they, sh- they shot it at the side. Yeah. But it seems like there are some people just shooting them at fighters. Right, it's which like, is a waste. And that's not what you're up there for. Like, obviously, defend yourself. It but... is a weird movie also that, like, fighters are, like, the only weapons. 
like I guess the tanks are all destroyed or whatever or well and that's the cool thing with area 51 it's really not a military base like in the same yeah in the same sense that there's soldiers and guns at the ready and stuff like that yeah which if i may jump to the second one now area 51's like full tilt huge guns mounted everywhere they've got all these defenses but why don't the aliens come and take that out first? Because they know that's where they stopped us the first time. That's got to be some sort of special place. Obviously, they could pick up the signature of their the weapons that are developed from alien technology. But obviously, they still don't do that well against the aliens when they do eventually come there. Right. I just think it would be an obvious target <laughs> first time around. Yeah. If I if I was invading Earth. <laughs> Yeah, there's that, and then a clarification in the first one. Does he blow up the ship because they're about to shoot their weapon and it hits his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hits Russell Case's plane, or is it just because he... I think he crashes it right and then that causes an explosion within it so if they weren't about to shoot would that have still taken the whole ship out it's hard to say because <laughs> yeah they say tell them to bring the sons of bitches down <laughs> and then, so and like, then they start doing morse codes like you need to wait until they're about to fire on you then I, shoot a missile i've thought about that because it's like you can't force them to shoot at you yeah and who knows they could just yeah keep it closed up right and yeah yeah but also what happens after the mothership's down oh they don't have any shields anymore do they because they put the virus in the mothership and they blow it up does that mean that all the how many movies does the big bad guy get killed and then it shuts down (laughs) everyone else there's like does age of ultron do that there's uh no because they have to hunt down all of them okay it's it's, um the first avengers they take out that one ship with the nuke right that does it phantom menace does it i didn't go through a list but you can think of like there's so many killed in one bad guy and everyone else shuts off yeah there's something unless it was resurgence that and independence yeah actually yeah it must be the second one where they're talking about the hive mind if you kill the queen and everything will die or something right which doesn't make well, a ton of sense yeah, first contact they when they kill the queen all the other uh borg start blowing up yeah that yeah, is sure such, that a is a huge trope. it's a very convenient yeah. victory yeah because <laughs> yeah that's one thing in avengers that would have been cool is if they had to clean up everything but it's it makes it a very clean ending where it's just we did it yeah <laughs> That movie's great. Uh, <laughs> my last note here on the first one uh, are two things. In the second movie, there's no mention of Russell Case. There should be a yeah. There's, there's there a, should be a statue of that guy. There's a picture of um, <laughs> what's his name, Steve. Right. <laughs> what's Hiller? Hiller. Stephen Hiller. Hiller. In the White House, right, right by the Oval Office. Okay. I don't think there was a Russell case anywhere near that. Right, they all they all say that. Yeah, and there, yeah. 
and yeah, maybe because he, he, but they're they're both dead. Yeah, and he died in a test flight. Like yeah. it's not even anything heroic. It's just, whoops, how <laughs> dare you? Tech killed him after oh, all. Oh dare you? Test flights are heroic. You're gonna get letters. Uh, I have my last. Yeah, but that Jeff Goldblum strut is amazing. We'll say that again. Uh, when they shoot the nuke off in the mothership, why is there a cat getting shot there? A cat? It sounds like a cat. <laughs> I don't hear that. I need you when you edit this. Put a cat or find that clip. Okay. It's like <laughs> when the and then it's like. And like, I think there's a sound of an alien that sounds like that. Well, it's a cat. <laughs> it sounds like a cat. But I do like all those noises there. It's like... like um, when I was a kid, it always looked like the one alien was laughing. Like when he does the like skull thing where it's like... <laughs> And then there's the one like moving its arms and it does it like in time with that laugh and it looks like it's laughing never that. <laughs> every time. It is good that I, it's hard to remember what uh, you first thought about it, but the uh, like the shooting the nuke off loosens them. So like, like I don't know if the first time you see it. People were like, oh, they are going to sacrifice themselves, maybe. So. So, from them firing it, it, like, propels them backwards, and that's how they get loose? Yeah. Because they won't let them go. Because then it's like, I didn't hear no fat lady, because it's just like, Will Smith is not ready to fly out. He thinks they're just going to die. I don't know if I ever picked up on that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they're like, there's just one thing left to do. And then yeah. they're just going to sacrifice themselves. And then, can we, you fly this thing out of here? Blah, blah, blah. That's my five out of five. Hard five out of five. And then there is a Jeff Goldblum callback. Oh, yeah. Must go faster. Yeah, do you think that's on purpose? Yes. <laughs> or I don't know if Roland would have written that or if he just, it was an ad lib. Right. It's like I. This sounds like something someone would say when they're being chased. Yeah. <laughs> and he just said it. Or if it was intentional, I don't know. That's a nitpicky thing, too. So they fly out, right? And the doors are shutting, but the alien ships crash because they're chasing them so fast. Mm-hmm. How many movies is that in as well? Or it's just like, don't you guys need to slow down, too? Or, like, I guess they're just so dedicated to the cause. to make it. <laughs> or... Um, leave the door open and chase them out in space and shoot them. Yeah. Like, what What good was it to shut that door? Yeah, I guess you just, it's a natural thing. Obviously, it, if it's shut in time and keep them in, then that's one thing, but... We should do a episode on failed strategy <laughs> where that's like the first reaction would be shut the door, but it doesn't necessarily make sense to shut the door. But that's even it. That is in Star Wars. Shut the blast doors. Shut the right. blast doors. Han jumps through. Open the blast doors. And then right. they immediately say it. Obviously, you don't hear the aliens saying that, but maybe they were calling back to yeah. whoever's in control of doors on the mothership. Right. Mm-hmm. 
that's all I have for that one. But I yeah, that, um, it is very convenient that they crash land within driving distance to Area 51. I would think they were aiming. I would assume, but it does seem like they crashed. Or, um, I was going to say maybe something with where the uh, mothership was. It was on that side of the planet. So, the, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Like I don't expect them to That's another yeah, 45 fine. minutes. We didn't really talk, but I do love the insane stereotypes where they're morse coding the entire world. And yeah. it's like the Russians are in their like striped shirt. And it's like, I don't, not that it's a stereotype that it rains in Japan, but it's just like such a scene. I feel like there are a few. Like, is there not like a French guy wearing striped shirt and a beret smoking a cigarette? I, well, I feel like that guy's Russian. And then they have the like Iraqis and. Israelis. Well, yeah, I like that they're together. But you probably love this. (laughs) But when it's like, we got a code from the Americans. It's about bloody time. (laughs) Like, they're just waiting for the Americans to come up with a plan. Sure, who else is going to do it? (laughs) And obviously they were right. Uh, (laughs) No, I do. And that guy's... uh, I remember Miss Top in... Her librarian at Osler complaining that uh, about that scene. That it's like, of course, that they're it's all the Americans. Yeah, because the Americans are gonna save the day. If aliens came now, who's gonna actually save? What country is most likely gonna save us? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think also um, because of their plan positioning all over the U.S. is pretty big. Right. And the other places that get hit, they're all really concentrated, and they could do a lot more damage, like population-wise, quicker. Right. So it's not that surprising that I mean, like, sure, Africa's pretty big and Russia, but like, who lives outside of Moscow? <laughs> I'm sure, no one. <laughs> get real. It's a wasteland. The music is also fantastic. The music I wanted to talk about because. It's not, it's very rarely used in the second one. And I looked it up. Composer David Arnold mm-hmm. for the first one is not the composer for the second one. But they use his themes a couple of times. But, and th- those are the only moments where it's actually good. The rest, <laughs> it's just generic score. Yeah. But it's so military, 4th of July. Yeah. It's very, like, yeah. Amazing. Uh, well, and, and not even all military. Like the one main theme, maybe, like the da, 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 da. yeah. But then there's like the faster one, like like at the end, the da, 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 da. <laughs> I can't place it. <laughs> I'm sure they go into each other, but um, yeah, it, it's a great score, and I <laughs> I meant to grab, I just found the CD somewhere, and meant to throw it in my car on the way over, but I forgot. But yeah, that's a good one. But it's not used in the second one, and I think it could have pulled it up a little bit if they relied on it a little bit more. They used it in the speech, 
his like half spinach that he gives, and then maybe another time, and then like the credits, and that's it. Like it's a waste. Of a beautiful theme. Talking about the first or the second one, the comedy is not there. No. Did you laugh once? Um. The only thing I would that I like is Jeff Goldblum. Probably not genuine laughter, but right. <laughs> even yeah. even Jeff Goldblum, I don't know if he has funny lines or if they're supposed to be, they weren't. Yeah, there's like a not that it's funny. But he has the one like they sure like the landmarks or whatever. But that's such that's a, so meta. meta yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. That's like that's the must. That's like oh really, Jeff? You watched the first movie and you know these things, <laughs> right? As if yeah, because it, like as far as he knows, yeah. Like I guess maybe after twenty years they could figure out that they shot the landmarks first, but it just seems like. He doesn't even know where they shot. What first. does he say that about? What's being destroyed? It's. I think it's the Tower of London, the or Tower of London, London Bridge. Oh right, right. Why does he even see that? Oh yeah, he. They're in the gravity of the yeah the thing, so they're getting pulled around. So so that's all right. Um, that he at least could see it to make that little one. <laughs> one thing that I do like a lot that they don't spend enough time when they're in when. Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, is in the ship, and they're in that, like, marsh area, and they have, like, their own planet and farm, and it's all, I love that. There's, my, one of my favorite rides is the land at Epcot, and I love the idea of, like, plants indoors, greenhouses are the best thing ever, (laughs) and that type of, like, hydroponics. Weird thing, and it I was like all right, scene. except that they don't have that in the first one. Like you would think that it would look, I, yeah, sort of. But like I feel that. like I wish emotion. they could have had a whole scene. Like they don't spend enough. It seems like they time. only do that so they can duck underwater to hide. Right. <laughs> but I think that you could have had a whole. I wish there was a way more of them in the uh, alien ship. Cold fusion is said. Those words are used. I don't, I'm not a scientist, but I got this from someone complaining about the Star Trek. I think the second J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Cold Fusion, I don't think. I don't recall them saying Cold Fusion. I know they Spock just, says it. <laughs> no, but in this, I thought right. they just say Fusion Drives. Oh, I thought they said Cold Fusion. Maybe I was... But I remember someone complaining about Cold Fusion in the Star Trek as if, like, it freezes things. And it's like, no, Cold Fusion does not freeze anything. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> they have the same plot point where it's like there's no more pilots and the president has to fly again. Yeah. Which... It was kind of a weird thing that his daughter was a pilot. And it was just so that she could be like, no, I'm going to go, not you. How is like, it? What's your feeling on not hiring the same girl to be the daughter? It's so important to me. I put it on my list. Why can't they use the same child actors? Even Dylan. I know he probably doesn't do as much is acting. He, is he the same guy? No. Okay, see. I mean, I don't. you can't tell like with a 
kid, like it's been that long, like you could easily pass off that they are the same person, but she is an actor today. But she's, Why can't she be? She's Anne in Arrested Development. Yeah, like she's in a bunch of things. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. she's still working. So it's like, was she too expensive for them? Or it's like, no one will notice. We'll just hire some nobody. No, I don't think she's too expensive. I don't think she's as good looking. Maybe. And I think that's exactly where all these Hollywood types will pretend they're women's rights and all this crap. But I honestly feel yeah. you you pull up Anne and that's a joke. And I know they make her look even more plain in Arrested Development. Yeah. But she's just a regular looking person. And she can be good looking. But no, yeah. she can be, but I know I, I do agree that yeah, this other girl was picked because she's prettier right like that's the only reason i think that's the only reason <laughs> i would be i would be willing to bet ones and twos of dollars <laughs> like, let's call roland and settle that yeah but i hate that crap i don't hate the crap that that exists let's just be clear i don't hate that i hate that they pretend it doesn't exist and yeah, they're, like they, they're all genuine. It's it could like, have been, oh, she wasn't available or whatever. They can give their right. own excuse, but that's yeah, that's definitely why. Um, I feel like the, the actress's name is close to the character's name, like from the original. Yeah, like I, what well, I said, May Whitmore before, but I think the actress's name is like May Whitman or something, and. Or right. something else went more in the movie. I suppose I could just look it up. Right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, little thing, there's moon milk. When we, Chris, <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson, <laughs> yeah. With Liam Hensler. It's just like... There's a few things with him about. when he's introduced that I hate. Liam. Yeah. There's this whole scene... Fixing this when the thing life. falls and all the other ships fly away, and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna save it. None of those other ships are like, Oh, he's saving it, let's go help, right? So it's just all on him. And it seems like there's a lot of gravity on that moon <laughs> <laughs> enough that, yeah, it's falling, <laughs> right? right. I, I'm sure it's a heavy thing, which it sure. should fall. It makes sense, there is gravity on the moon, but there's considerably less <laughs> um and then one other line he says during that is it's it's actually working like you, you didn't think it was gonna work why would you even do it if you're so surprised it seems like his actions were a foolhardy <laughs> he should be the president uh, when sam saw some of it when i was watching it and when she sees Dylan, she her she had a clever line where she said, "Is that what was it? Is that the baby that was worth it?" Talking about Jasmine saying <laughs> stripping is worth it to take care of, and he was. Um, yeah. So President's daughter in the first one is Patricia Whitmore, but the actress is May Whitman. So right. it's kind of half right there. I just want to see Dylan. So Dylan, I've seen pictures of him recently, but I don't think he's acting. And the only reason I saw him was because he did, he was part of like a Little Rascals reunion. Right. <laughs> Took new pictures of him. I feel that they were struggling. I think the new one was $160 million or whatever, but the budget 
it feels like a video game. Like in what sense? In how non-practical and like uh, when they're flying and they got the flags at the moon and stuff. It's just like <laughs> yeah, this does not dumb. look. This does not look good. And I feel like the big crowd shots, where like where they're doing the like twentieth yeah. anniversary. And like, do they have floating TVs? Maybe. I think there's like floating jumbotrons there. Probably. And it's just like, is that really practical? Can't you just put that on a post? Well, yeah, that's where the technology of the time probably helped the first one because I remember seeing not even um, bonus features that you would see on a DVD, but there was something on TV. And I remember them saying like, oh, the, the stars of this movie are the extras, and we really owe a lot to the extras. And it's, it's true in this one because there's a lot that happens with just kind of extras, right. and it adds to it. Maybe that's why, um, like, when that destruction is happening in the second one, there's, like, no emotion to it. It's just, oh, that's too bad that right. bridge fell down and you're not you're i guess you see jasmine yeah she's die. she dies but like in the other one you see the, the guy that not the he works with yeah whether he's his boss or not I don't know. um and then there's just like kind of random people they keep going back to in like there's the new york guy like the blonde guy that gets out of a cab and starts running and stuff there's like a girl that. there that looks Identical to a girl that went to elementary school with us. <laughs> I don't know her last name, but her first name was Clancy. <laughs> first name? I think so. I'll have to confirm that. I'll never confirm it. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> but I feel like it, those. Yeah, I think it looks like total garbage at times. Yeah. There are good shots. It's too clean. The, the uh, aliens, I think, look actually pretty okay and good like, the one complaint i had about the aliens is they have these like face tentacles that i don't feel like they had or maybe just the animation is making them move around so it's i don't know like it didn't look i like when the alien like falls out of his suit yeah i thought that looked so yeah the, the exo suit had like this beard like tentacles or something right. like it was yeah. davy jones or something but uh Otherwise, it's like, yeah, I guess that's what they looked like before. Talking about Davy Jones, if you have a second, everyone out there, watch the POV version of Shanghai uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean. It is amazing. (laughs) Like, it's completely different than the uh, Orlando or Disneyland ones. And, like... Just watching it on YouTube on my phone, it feels like I'm moving around. <laughs> it is so cool. Talking about Dave Jones. <laughs> I'm assuming he's in it. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Those movies. I just watched the first one recently. First one's amazing. First one's, oh, yeah, amazing. <laughs> like, that is almost a perfect movie. Yeah, I would say the only thing is, like, I would say, I remember the beginning. Orlando Bloom's acting is borderline i feel like he's not convincing right see I, i'm horrible at like, acting but the rest is horrible like he and he's not even terrible like he does certain things okay but i don't know he's just he's always legolas to me so. right no it's it, it just the only problem not a, it, not even the problem it's only a problem when you've seen it 
uh, a bunch of times is like they go to the treasure, they leave, they go back. Like it's a little yeah. like weird, but no, that first movie is great. Uh, one little note here. This is just a stupid little comment. It, it really does feel like a first draft. They just wrote it once and we're going with it. We're not going to tweak it or fix it or edit, get rid of Julius. Like yeah. He could have been even, maybe that he's not even killed, but you could have killed him with the boat. I thought, like like I said, I fell asleep the first time I watched it, but second what does time, that say? I thought that he did die and then the kids find him, the kids that we've never seen before. So I was like, wait, why didn't he just die? Right. You could have killed him off. Not that you even needed to do that. You didn't need him in it at all. No. And especially him. He's like, I know they all, you always feel like they're older than they are or whatever. He's probably only like 50 in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Like him and Jeff Gold probably aren't that far apart. They always do that right. with fathers. <laughs> right. Uh, but like, if any character made sense to have died in between movies, yeah. it's him. Um, or Robert Loja. <laughs> that's amazing. That looks like that's not him. Didn't he die around that yeah. time? I think he did. But, like, it, it's just like, here, sit down. And this is... And not... Like, they could have deep-faked it. They could have... Like, I feel like that is such a... Is that fan service? What do you call it? Oh, like, you're not making a good movie. He died in 2015. So they could have recorded that, depending on when they actually shot it. But uh, that's cutting it close. December 4th, 2015. So Judd Hirsch, Julius Levinson, is born in this is good. <laughs> How old he is? He must be. He's probably sixty something. Nineteen fifty-two. That's sixty-seven, I think. That's the same year as my dad. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's the same age as my dad. <laughs> so I guess that's acceptable as far as a. Each difference goes. This can all be put with your line. This can all be fixed in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like uh, Michael Bay when he screwed up on that, uh, like Galaxy or Galaxy, the curve presentation, the TV. <laughs> I'll fix this in post. I'm trying to look at the run times here. This one, whoa, two hours, 20 minutes, 23 minutes, 1996 color. The second one, uh, uh, 102 hours. It's just that giant alien. So they're bugs. That's the other thing. Like it's the big queen bee type thing. Which is like, uh, uh. And it, it looks all right. Like the way it's running, it doesn't look human. So it's like, okay, you did an okay job 
not just like but it turns it into like an animal. alien or an alien and turns it into an animal it's like oh i hate the yellow school bus now yeah like, that like, Godzilla, like why is it chasing the school bus like this should no be a reason. super genius yeah there's right. no reason other than they tricked me oh i'm gonna get those guys for tricking me like that's that it's, it's garbage i don't know that was the part i woke up at. it's so first garbage. time it's like coming out of the ground and i was just like what is going on no it's horrible <laughs> it's horrible and i'm quite confident i could have written a better movie <laughs> yeah it's pretty pathetic although this is always the question is a sequel necessary or in this case like i feel like it's a beloved original i just want to make some money i feel like this might i don't know but it feels like it's an avatar type thing where avatar is super (laughs) popular but i don't feel like you don't see a lot of cosplay or a lot of you go to any like comic thing Where's all the Avatar stuff? But this is the most popular movie of all time. But you see everything else stuff. Like you never do. You see lots of Independence Day T-shirts or posters. You know what I mean? There's yeah. not a culture around Independence Day. It was a good movie. I feel it's like Forrest Gump. Everyone remembers it. It's good. Well, Forrest Gump, they actually have a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, where is I this? I see someone cosplaying in Forrest Gump. <laughs> where is this expanded universe? Not expanded universe, but an expanded junk of like the fan culture that exists now for Independence Day. Yeah. Like, where's the toys? Where's anything? But all these other franchises, although bigger, doesn't they don't? I feel like that's why Avatarish, like it's big, huge movie, but it's people really dying for sequels I don't think they are maybe when they first came out like there's hype right and I think I was even listening to something that was a few years old and they were looking at release date for Avatar oh yeah it's and crazy. it was like it should have been out by now and it's already it's been put back again and yeah it's way it's like nobody's gonna care like it was I was getting a little excited because it was coming out next year, and now it's pushed back again. I was never excited. I never got into that hype. I, it's an okay movie, an action movie. There's nothing special about it. Like, yeah, no, there's there's not. It's purely other than the three D. The three D is special, but like people getting hard over like oh the world of pandora is so amazing and groundbreaking it's like no i do love that stuff but i agree the movie it is like i'll have to get red letter media credit for (laughs) talking about titanic that is this the best movie ever or the worst movie ever james cameron has these abilities to make everything he makes is has the best stuff in it and the worst stuff in it at the same time and it's just like they fight each other so it's just like avatar has amazing stuff but then the story's like so bland and like not original which is fine it doesn't have to be but it's like you can't say this is the best movie ever 
when you're just copying yeah. something. Whatever. That's for our avatar. <laughs> we'll do that when they release the next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, back to my question. Does it need a sequel? They kind of wrap things up. It would almost be nice... They wrap it up in the first one. In the one. first one. Right. Which most movies do, or at least did, and there wasn't this franchise mentality right. there is today because the Avengers, it's like, oh, everybody needs a franchise now. Like, right. which... <laughs> I love the Avengers, but not everything needs to be that. Right. Just make standalone movies. Yeah. No, it would be... I'm more indifferent. It's not like they wrecked something to me. <laughs> no. But I still don't like... I know you're supposed to categorize things and, like, yeah, this doesn't make the first movie worse. But, it, like, I have to choose to believe that the second movie doesn't exist because when I see Jasmine... And Connie running is like, no, they live halfway ever after. <laughs> he doesn't die in a few years from now from an accident, and they just don't split up for no reason. Yeah, like I don't, I choose, I choose not to believe in Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> Does David wear a wedding ring? I did not pay attention. That I, that I watched the whole thing to find out, but I put it in just to find out. Because, but he wouldn't. But that's against his character. Like that. But if, if she like died or something, and he was still wearing it, then it's like it kind of gives him a pass. Because right. in twenty years, who knows what could happen? That's fine. But she she, she was uh, she didn't Stephen die. Hiller's co-pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She was there for the press or something. Yeah, he crashed into her. No, she had good genes. She did not. Uh, all right. If Oaken can survive, any other character can survive. So right. they really have no reason to count someone out. Right. Unless you're going to explain it, which they don't. What would you... Are we going to rate these movies? Or you don't I forget if I did on Letterboxd already. Um, I'm thinking like a two and a half on the second one. Really? That Is that high? <laughs> I think I gave it a one. I wouldn't say that. I was somewhat entertained. It's It suffers from being tied to the first one, I feel like. It doesn't have any of the charm. So it, it, was, it suffers and benefits because I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't a sequel of the first one. Right. But they're, much like other sequels and prequels, if you don't have continuity, then I'm not in it. Like, there's so many, we could talk about prequels that ruin things because they're not following the continuity. There's, that's our good friend, <laughs> the film junk guy, Frank, <laughs> is obsessed with uh, trilogy cred, is yeah. his phrasing, and I agree with him. Whole, it, it makes movies better when things are connected well Yeah. over a course of three movies. Like, that's why I best, like... Back to the Future is amazing. Because it's almost perfect in, as he would say, trilogy cred. Um, that is why I don't like um, the new X-Men movies. Okay. They kind of fix it by saying, oh, it's a new timeline. 
But still, everyone is all hot about first class and how great it was. And it's really not because there's so many things. It's like, why is that happening? Or why is that person like that? Or there's just a lot of things that if you're following the original three or even two, if you want to ignore the third one, that's fine by me. But like the first two Brian Singer uh, installments, it, it does not line up. And they just shoehorn things in like... If they were planning on making a franchise, don't shoot Professor X at the end just for saying, oh, he's in a wheelchair now, because he's not even in the next one. They just redo it. Right. And then there's like, oh, Magneto got a helmet from this guy. And it's like, well, no, because he would have made the helmet to block Professor X because he knows how Cerebro works, which he built with him. But, oh, no. Beast build it. It's just like it says so what happened in the first movie. Just follow that as your roadmap. You don't have to make up new things. It doesn't make sense. This is my complaint with the Star Wars prequels as well, where I honestly feel George Lucas did not watch the originals. Uh, and he's like, Yeah, I got the vibe. Yeah. And it's just like, no, there's certain things that are specifically said that you gotta address. And like, it is just, like, a screw you to people, like, when you deliberately ignore things. I do like Days of Future Past, but I feel the other... That's ones. the one that kind of fixes it, because right. it's like, oh, Wolverine went back, they include the some of the original cast and stuff in the future, that's fine. They go back and they split the timeline, so it's like, okay, that covers you going forward. Right. But anything before that kind of needs to line up because it's the same it should be the same continuity yeah no i agree and i that's it bugs me i don't i i wish people cared about this stuff as much <laughs> as i cared about it they pretend they do the star wars people obviously don't give two craps about it uh like yeah no one cares it's just a shame that no one cares. Well, it, yeah, it, especially it, the the new Star Wars. It makes they don't have a storyline plan. No, I, everyone's just making up their we own. We can thing. do a whole podcast on how much I hate. So, anyways, I bring that up because it's a sequel, and um, yeah. So it's it's I think two and a half. It's okay. Like it's it was better than I remembered it. Not that I remembered much when I watched it again. But there are those things like this new woman showing up, no Connie. Julius has nothing useful to do. The whole bus with the kids is stupid. There's just a lot of things. Like the, the new alien is kind of cool, showing up to tell people like how to defeat them. I wish the whole movie was that. Yeah, and that but the thing about that everyone's having visions of that thing why like yeah it just seems like if you interacted with the aliens at all you have some telepathy but like why that thing and then they say it means enemy or something so it's like they're just constantly thinking about that ball (laughs) like so that part was kind of stupid but yeah we we barely talked about it but it is horrible (laughs) It's so dumb that it's not even worth it. I made notes on the movie and I already forget a lot of it. Yeah. So maybe I'd go less than two and a half. I think I did one. Just because I 
rated the disaster we can, two and a half, and I think we can talk about this another time. But how you rate movies? <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I argue with my buddy Steve about it. Uh, I find it very difficult to come up with an accurate portrayal of how I feel. I think it would be easier if it was like out of a (laughs) hundred or something like that. The like five star system is hard, but But having half stars makes it more of a 10 point system, which is what uh, IMDb uses. Yeah. Which I'm kind of fine with. Uh, I have to give it a one. And that you're saying, like, if you could make two resurgences, that is, <laughs> then that's as good as, like, it's just, like, there's nothing there. It's far worse to me that, like, it's not a pass. It's not a pass. I would not recommend anyone watch it. You're wasting <laughs> I don't, Yeah, I don't recommend it. Um, like, it's not even, yeah, don't recommend, like, I, the prequels, Star Wars prequels. Yeah, rewatch those bad boys. There are tons of problems. With- well, the thing with the prequels, I watch them very rarely, but I do because I laugh at them. This one, I don't think I would even laugh. No. I, I just cry. <laughs> <laughs> that could be in our episode. I should write that down. Our crying episode. Oh, it'll happen. So if you have any ideas, what's the email? Yeah, we have an email. Okay, if you want to email us, lineofsightpod at gmail.com is our email. And we also have Twitter at lineofsightpod. I don't think that there's anything posted there yet, but... uh, I'm sure when this comes out, we'll let you know there, and you no one will be following it, so it won't matter. You, you can get in on the ground floor. Yeah. Because what the internet needs is another movie podcast. <laughs> well, like I said, it's our our views, our line of sight, if you will, <laughs> right. on movies. And uh, hopefully we're entertaining enough personalities that... You tell your friends. Yeah. Oh, and next time we'll make sure that there'll be more screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a line. Or the meta line where, like, later there's running and screaming. It's just the same. In Lost World. Yeah. Same as, uh, I love that I can quote things to you and there's, like, no hesitation. I know. <laughs> like, I, but I, I was wondering, like, are you getting this confused? Right. Are you thinking it was in Right, this? right. But, but yeah, it's the, the same world. type of meta thing. No, I don't know. That's not less that. meta because it's actually true. But um, right, yeah, the aliens he, he aren't part of it. The aliens aren't. Do we think they're actually going for the landmarks, or they just happen to be kind of in the center of the city? <laughs> um, it'd be interesting to research that. <laughs> well, that, so that one. This is what I'd like to. I don't know geography over there that well, but you said that they're taking out London Bridge. Yeah, and it's like I I think it's so, a thing from uh, the United Arab Emirates that Tom Cruise. Oh really? Runs down. I, I think it's ever seen that. that tall thing comes flying into London. 
But you know that when oh, they, it picks it up and drops it there. Yeah, across oh, okay. the world. I was gonna say, there's no way they're landing right near. <laughs> um, I think that's the building that they. But still, I'm, not, I'm just thinking like Great Britain is an island. Correct. I'm just thinking <laughs> the size of the ship doesn't seem that great just from the damage that it's doing on this little island. Britain's little to me. Well, compared to the ship, it is. I don't know. It seems like the ship is small if it's only... But they show a couple of shots of the ship. It is like... It is big, like but quarter. I'm just saying like... Because is it like its feet are settling down or something, and it's got yeah. it's just like a big dome. It's, it's I don't know. Whatever. I'm done with this second movie. Ooh. <laughs> and yeah, it, written, directed by the same schmuck that made the first one, but he couldn't pull it off. I don't know who's to blame. I don't know. See, I have enthusiasm for the first one. I don't know if I'm gonna work up enthusiasm to talk about any other role. This might be a first and last Roland Emmerich thing. Hey, I don't think there are any others I'd care to talk about. <laughs> no. Unless Which is he makes another one. I find it odd because directors that love their movies, there's at least He's something else. He's a one-hit wonder. He is a one-hit wonder. The others... He kind of is. Like, it's a little different with movies because obviously lots of people went to see them. Right. But it's in the rewatch that makes it great. Right. So no one's rewatching 2012. No. <laughs> I didn't watch it the first time. No. So and he, it can see White House Down or any of that crap. Oh, yeah. That was the recent one was... Uh, I think it was on Netflix and I fell asleep. Is it White House Down? I know that they, it was one of those ones where there's like the, the two double. that come out. Yeah, exactly. His was White House Down. So he has a he has a um, movie coming out this year. Oh, remake in the oh. not in the can, but in the chamber. We'll say. Right. He has a. Um, I've, I'm worried. Yeah, there's one called Midway. I'm worried. I saw a trailer for it. I'm worried. Not worried. It's going to sink. It's going to be the uh, Michael Bay Pearl Harbor of World War Two, Which I didn't even watch. I, I don't think I, I want ever... to because I want to see what the big deal is. Of what, Pearl Harbor? Yeah. I've seen the attack scene. I've not seen the beginning. I remember, was it... Uh... Tyler Miedema in gym class told me exactly everything that happens. <laughs> so I don't really need to see that. <laughs> yeah, he's done... He did 2012, 10,000 BC. Yes, I never saw Which that. I didn't see, which was a year before 2012. Day After Tomorrow was 2004. I own that. Wait, what? Oh, there is another one that I love. I don't know if you're in the same boat as me. The Patriot. Oh. I had no idea that was him. I didn't know that was him. I don't love it. Music but by I, John Williams, but which I don't, is amazing. But I don't hate it. It is, I feel the first... It's very different from any other that he's done. Actually. I love the Patriot. <laughs> I would like it. We should do the 5th or July 4th. Okay, so. uh, <laughs> he's uh, German. Why is he doing all these American things? <laughs> 
Uh, no, actually, the Patriot makes me cry. When the little girl doesn't speak. Yeah. And then she runs to him and daddy doesn't want him to leave or something. Papa! Papa. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You don't say anything you want. Yeah, a little girl crying. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> uh, no. That one is good. But I, 2000. I, I'm, we're waiting. No, it wasn't. That great thing about that movie is one of the first battles, and like they're talking, and then it zooms out through the window, and it's like a beautiful summer day. And that's a, one thing. There's a few things, but a good thing in Force Awakens, no, right? Phantom Menace for the final fight. Fight. I like the idea of war, and that perfectly nice day where it's just like the contrast or whatever. Yeah. So. We will discuss Roman Emmerich. Yeah, no. Other than that, he did Universal Soldier, which I don't even know if I've seen, and then other stuff before that. that There's I've never heard elements of. in World After Tomorrow, World After Day Afternoon, whatever. Chasing by, chased by cold. Yeah, it's, or it's just the water even coming in. There's elements of landmarks, but it's. Um, actually, one thing I wanted to mention about the composer, he did a bunch of Bond stuff. Yeah. Like, I've he did up to movie. Quantum of Solace. Like, he did, I don't know if he started with GoldenEye, probably, and then up to then, which I was surprised that even Casino Royale kept the same guy. Yeah. I think they would have... Casino Royale is amazing. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> we'll never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to shut it off? So that's it for the first episode of Line of Sight. If you made it this far, you won a gold star. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time.
I think it went well. <laughs> <laughs> because of that is a stinger. 